One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And I said, hey, yeah, 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 I said, hey. What's going on? Four non-blondes. Four non-nasa. And I'm driving around in Brasilia. And I don't let Jacob drive past me. You say, hey, what's going on? That's maybe song of the day. Maybe. There's could a lot be, of contenders. There's a lot of contenders. I, mine would be, um, Santa S. Cueva do Sol. Reta Aposta. Decided the lago, a ferradura, laringina. Just figured out what it is. Pierre Huerino, Bico de Pato, or Dromo Jose Carlos plays. <laughs> Are you singing Spice Girls Viva Ferreira forever in Brazilian? I'm singing, no, I'm singing the uh, names of the corners okay. of the Odromo Jose Carlos Pace. Uh, to the tune of Viva Forever by the Spice Girls. Do you remember the Spice Girls? Oh, I, boy, do I remember the Spice Girls. There's so much to unpack in this race. I'm actually worried that this show's not going to be funny. Because we're going to want to talk about Formula One too Now much. we have to fucking talk about racing. Yeah. Normally we could, oh, look at Horner would make a good Popeye. You know yeah. what I mean? Normally Carlos we could Sainz just, looks like a Thunderbird oh, puppet. Isn't, isn't it funny that Charles Leclerc likes an ice bath? Look at Lewis's receding hairline. Yeah, now, look at Gasly's delts. Ooh, it, look at... Who gives a fuck about Gasly's delts the anymore? The greatest showman. We've built a rod for our own back. Because this week was an actually fascinating race. There were two fascinating races. Two, uh, the sprint? Yeah. We, we were made that's to get our words, weren't we? That's how we roll... <laughs> That's how we roll, baby. <laughs> when George that's, won, um, when he won the sprint race, oh, absolutely mega. That's how we. That's how we roll. He, he stopped saying mega, baby, because he yeah, listens to because of us. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, of us. He can't pull off anything, George George Russell. He can't make anything sound cool, which is good. I think that, but it's it's when nerds try and be cool. You know, it's when the Arctic Monkeys start dressing like Elvis, and you're like, guys, just be the nerds. Just Ocon, don't get a stylist. Because what he meant to say was, that's how we do it, or this is how we roll. But he got them, he made an amalgam incorrect phrase, like a little nerd. But that's what, he's goofy. He's not like the Arctic Monkeys. The Arctic Monkeys really love the smell of their own guff. Whereas George Russell is like, a, he's, he's honest. He's an authentic man. And I love him. Was it authentic when he cried uh, on camera? Not that he cried on camera, but that he sat behind Carlos Sainz. When, when I, di- I did think, mate, you can literally cry anywhere, but you're doing it on camera. Well, I think when he, was it in Bahrain, was it in Abu Dhabi that he... Oh, when he, went, when he got Lewis's seat. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then Lewis called and, in a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, Lewis from he phoned up uh Angela and was like, Listen, 
put some bananas in that exhaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get right some now. We need to get some rotating tortoise shells. He took a banana leaf out of Alonzo's book, didn't he? When Alonzo allegedly paid off the pit crew and Hamilton did the same thing. It's like, listen, guys, I'll give... We how- can't have him making me look like... It's like, I mean, imagine being Bottas in that situation as well. Just Lewis on the... When he was on a video call with his engineers before Russell took his seat and he just went, who's got the time? He went, oh, what, what? A swatch? <laughs> Are you wearing a swatch? Do you like... How do you feel about Rolexes? Do you like surfboards? Because I, what I've got, I've got eight surfboards and eight Rolexes <laughs> that I don't even need. Um, so if any of you, you know, like, like if you could do, I could just, you could just have them. You just have them. But I, the thing is, is if you do a slow pit stop, then I'll, then maybe you'll all end up with a little uh, Christmas stocking mm. Rolex. I've got these tires that I just picked up from the local Quick Fit around the corner. <laughs> uh, now, usually, therefore, uh, they're off a, a 1980s Ford Sierra. But uh, what I'd like you to do with them is put them on George's car. If do you know what would be, be funny in this race is if we actually just, do you guys like jammy Dodgers? What if we stuck some jammy Dodgers on the, <laughs> George would find it lol. He would find it lol. Um, He'd lol. That's how we roll. I've got some, I'm going to do some uh, movie quotes in the style of George Russell and okay. I'm going to get it wrong, but I want you to guess what film it is. Okay. Okay. Let me get to character. <clears throat> um, uh, uh, mega, absolutely mega. Um, there's no place like where we live. Um, uh, uh, from the Wizard of Oz, there's no place like uh, home. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm leader of the planet. I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll try and phrase it a bit more. Mega. I'm leader of the planet. Um, uh, I'm king of the world. Uh, correct. Um, but from what? King of the world. Oh, oh. I'm king of the world. Oh, What's that I, from? I'd like to draw. Can I draw you with you? Do you want to get your? Me- you got absolutely mega jubblies. Oh right, um, okay. Uh, it's from Titanic. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I'll return. Um, I'll be back, Terminator. <laughs> here's gazing at you, child. Uh, here's looking at you, kids. Oh, absolutely mega. Okay, uh, and one more. Um, I think I'd like to phone where I live, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got 10p for the phone box. I'd like to... Oh, absolutely. That's... You got it? You got it? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's ET. The extraterrestrial. You are in points. a position for... You are you aren't in an emotional position to handle me being honest. <laughs> That's uh, um, a few good men. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we've got a new segment on the show. Firstly, um, I'm Josh Weller, and I'm Alfie Brown, and this is Dirty Air. Before we get into the race review, uh, we've got a new segment on the show called um, Yeah, That's Me in the Horner. <laughs> okay, yeah, That's Me in the Horner. Well, yeah, we were developing that just five minutes before we came on air I've got a, a, a what I'm going to do is every week I'm going to give you a uh, a quote from uh, Christian Horner mm-hmm. and I want you to say is it accurate or cognitive dissonance okay so it's a real quote from it's him, a real quote from Christian Horner and I have to psychoanalyze Christian Horner I want Horner. you to say he's absolutely right or the man is just just making up whatever he wants and saying whatever he wants. Okay, okay I feel like you've loaded this, but that's fine. Christian Horner says that Max Verstappen's 22, 2022 title-winning season has been the most dominant performance from a driver he has ever seen. Uh, I don't think it's mad to say that. Oh, Max, he's bigger, bigger than you. He is driving better than anyone. <laughs> Distance on the track. Oh no, he wouldn't let Checo through because of Monaco. That's him on the corner. I can keep going. Yeah, the- <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you. That's me on the Parabolica. <laughs> yeah. Listening to Yoss Verstappen. Do you think Yoss and- I was waiting to do night swimming as night driving. <laughs> That's all I was night waiting for. Night driving yeah. deserves a quiet night. Yeah. Um, do you think that Yoss and Helmut had, they've just drilled it into Max? They're under no, like losing. What's the bit in um, the first Fast and Furious? It doesn't matter if know. you win. I don't know. Really? I'd just like to stop you right there and say, I don't know. You don't know? I've never seen a Fast and Furious film. When Vin Diesel beats the guy who uh, died, Paul Daniels, whatever his name was. Um, and uh, Paul Daniels, no, he's a magician, but um, he mm. beats the guy and he goes, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. The only memory of a, in a film I have of Vin Diesel is in Triple X 
where he's in the four-poster bed in the mansion and there's a woman in there who's being all sexy and sort of shiny. And then he takes his shirt off and he goes, oh, the things I do for my country. What about the bit when he dies in Saving Private Ryan? Uh, never seen it. You've never seen Saving Private Ryan? I didn't know Vin Diesel was in it. They so save him, but a lot of them pay the price. Okay. Um, Vin Diesel, interestingly enough, in France is just a horrible drink. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ah, no! This, this, this Vin Diesel! Diesel. <laughs> uh, do you good. think that Yoss has just, like, sandbagged Max into thinking that you, if you just, you can't even give away a position. I mean, he has, he's won the world championship. Max Verstappen, all the toys, he has all the toys, and then someone else goes, hey, can I have one of your toys? And Max went, absolutely fucking not. It, he was so good at being magnanimous and seeming <sighs> like he'd grown up. The, the act was so consistent and strong. And all it took was for the car to be a little bit slower for one race <laughs> after he'd already won the championship. He's already won it! And suddenly, no, I have no interest in doing that. No. I mean, it was it was so much worse than all the brat behaviour that we've seen from, like, Vettel when he was at Red Bull or Hamilton when he was up against Rosberg or Rosberg when he was up against Hamilton. These were people who were actually competing for world championships. It was done. It's over. And his mate, who has helped him absolutely no end, whose uh, whose introduction into the team has coincided with Max's ability to win a world championship. Oh, my God. And, and the list of things that he's done, whether it's holding off Hamilton in the last race, whether it's like uh, changing his tyres at the end, not for his own good, and taking that risk on himself so he can get the fastest lap point to take it away from Hamilton to, I mean, numerous, numerous times that we've heard Max on the radio going, oh, uh, Checo's a hero, man. Checo's a beast, man. Just give it the fuck back, you child, you asshole. Max would, it was very much like the bit in Gladiator where uh, he stabs Russell Crowe in the back right before the fight. Yes. Max Verstappen would, if you somehow miraculously survived uh, uh, a water landing of a commercial airline, jet mm. he would push you down to get out of the plane first yeah he is an absolutely petulant brat with no dignity and i'm gonna insert our second contender for a dirty air song of the race which is cindy lauper's true colors oh which we had multiple um dms about um, oh yeah so, yeah yeah lots cindy of cindy lauper's yeah lots of people lots of cindy lauper fans in the dirty air i think more people going we saw max's true colors <laughs> what an absolute dick i mean i know checo probably crashed in monaco on purpose and this was potentially max getting his payback i just he's don't already know won that. you've already won the world championship you're already in first class and someone's walked past and gone, you got any spare change? And you've just punched them in the face. Also, he's helped him since then. Like, they've, they've, they've been, like, that was ages ago. Yeah. And it's not, and I think it's a pretty big leap to say that Checo crashed in purpose. I mean, I think if you rewatch it, it's highly likely that he just plunked it in the wall to secure his pole. And it worked. He got to win the race. And cried. And then he got to cheat then, on his wife. Yeah. Yeah, in retrospect, everything came up. We've got to stop talking about it. We have to let it go. It's too much. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get into our Formula uh, One. My, my song of the race uh, is far more optimistic, I would say, just what before is it? we get into the race review. Uh, it's um, Do You Remember the First Time by Pulp. Uh, because George, uh, Super Georgie Russell won his first race and, uh, and was filled with all of the emotion of somebody uh, experiencing their first time. And it was beautiful to see. And much as we could focus on petulant uh, bullshit from a little brat, I think it would be far more uh, hopeful and joyous to talk about uh, lovely George winning his lovely first race and getting filled with uh, a, a sense of history and every moment that had led to this uh, and the realisation of a dream you know, 20, 20 odd years in the making. Uh, again, uh, song of the race, a million dreams from the greatest showman potential because of George's win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A million yeah. dreams are keeping but him I think awake. People might get quite confused if it's from the greatest showman 
because we and it's nothing the, to do with with Joe Guan Yu. Joe Guan Yu. Yeah, I mean, really, this race was really nothing. To it was do nothing with to do with Joe Guan Yu, was it? Off the top of your head, where did Joe Guan Yu finish? Fourteenth, uh, twelfth. Ah, um, I I thought that Mercedes handled that whole thing like real champs as well. They didn't ask them to switch positions. Obviously, they wouldn't. Lewis knows that he's not. What's the point in in asking for position? Even the. That even the fact that we have to discuss the concept of switching positions takes so much away from the natural element of what makes racing great. Mm. The fact that Ferrari went, should we swap them? Nah, fuck them. The fact that Red Bull went, yeah, let's swap them. And the fact that Mercedes didn't even mention it. It just, it should be banned. But I, well, I don't agree. I quite like it sometimes. I think it's a, I think given that it's a possibility and that it's not completely mental and not looked down upon as a concept, I mean, the drivers knowing it's a possibility means that they, means that they over, they oversell it. They, 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 they want it too much, uh, too often. Mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton, there was no justification. Lewis Hamilton knew that he couldn't ask for it. Why? What? Why? So, because I'm, get better. What? Yeah. No. Well, no, hang on a minute. Sorry. Who has made an album's worth of uh, material and who hasn't? Uh, Lewis Hamilton. He's got an. He's like Prince. He's got a whole album of bangers sat in a vault waiting to come out. George's never made any any music, has he? So not that you know of, no. But what what music would if George Russell decided to make an album? Let's say he goes down that crazy thing that when Lewis was drinking the Yes Punch for all those years, and he started going, yeah, actually, I think I want to make music. He George Ezra. You think George Russell would sound like George Ezra? Yeah. Oh. I'll be riding driver's seat, driving in the car because I am a driver. <laughs> You're not. Uh, driving round Kingsland, now <laughs> it's got a ring road and it's got a bypass. Huh. Wow. Okay, let's get into our Formula One race review. Formula One race review. Formula One Heineken Grande Premio de Sao Paulo 2022. Brazil. Hey, do you know review. what I like when I'm in Brazil? Nothing says Brazilian experience more than a Dutch beer. Mm. I absolutely love going to Brazil and cracking open a fresh can of Heineken beer. Yeah. (laughs) In 10th place in the Constructors' Championship, Williams, Latifi finishing 16th, Albon finishing 15th. You got anything to say about... Um, I mean, there's one team I'm particularly curious to see how you're going to review them this week, and they're coming up quite soon. I know they are, yeah. Um... (laughs) (laughs) uh, Latifi and uh, Albon, uh, Albon pitted early. Latifi, I don't think I saw on screen once. I'm going to miss him. Um, I'm going to miss Latifi. I'm going to miss Latifi. I I listened to him on the 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 big F1 pod, and uh, he he came across so well and so and so humble and and and. what do these people honest. say when they get interviewed afterwards? Like, oh, Lati- uh, Nicholas, how did you feel, feel that race went? Um, I don't know, just nothing. Wasn't it? I, was I mean, just, like I was just hanging out, like doing the race. What do you want from me? What do you What do you want me to say? Yeah, the race was a certain, the circuit was a certain shape, and I drove all around it for ages, and then I stopped <laughs> driving around it. Like I didn't overtake anyone, nor was I overtaken because I started at the back. Like, he was only thirty seven seconds off the leader. I know. Which is, it was a very tight pack. And Yuki Tsunoda was about seven minutes behind I everyone. know, it was very strange, But because nobody it? really gave a shit, like yeah. you didn't find out what happened to him. It was obviously like a really slow stop. That you know when you're playing Mario Kart and then mm. and then first, second and third of all white and you just have to trundle to the end for another 40 seconds. Yeah. And ev- but everyone gets to see how bad you are. Yeah. In that moment, because they've the, finished on the racing. Four, on the four split screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dry, so your three friends are now like. Yeah, Dry Bowser's throwing his head back, going, ah, 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 <laughs> Really proud of himself. And then you just, and all your friends have to see how shit you are at racing. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. At that point, I really feel like if you are over a lap behind, they should just have a giant cloud come and pick you up and just carry you, or a bullet torpedo to fire you to the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've long been a, a, a proponent of the, like, uh, the, the halfway point opt-out. Right, we're not doing it. Let's just, fuck it. Like, let's just save the fuel, save the, let's save the, uh, you know, the power unit. Let's just... Let's what, so, just... so if they'd have just gone, um, Tanoda, can you just fucking pull in? Can you just stop? But it's the, it's yeah, it's you not can, gonna happen, mate. You can just stop. It's just not, it's not gonna happen. Let's save our energy, save the tyres, Save the money, save the fuel, save the everything, save, like, you can... Save the whales. 
save, 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 save the trees, save, save those, those snails. <laughs> uh, uh, ninth place. Speaking of which, Alpha. Oh, howdy. Well, we've um, done that now, haven't we? Well, Sonoda 17. Well, we haven't talked about, um, as the year, as the year comes to a close, mm-hmm. my defining memories of each driver are quite cemented for this year, I feel like. And we'll talk about it next week on the live pod. But Gasly, for me this year, very much, if I were to define his year this year, it would be his neck and his that back. photo of his mum. Oh, right. <laughs> his neck, his back, yeah. that picture of his mum, with which had both her <laughs> and her crack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, what, what else would you, I think there's a, a slight amount of, uh, almost denial going on in Gasly where he, like he said in a, in, in a press junket this week that, um, cause he, cause he's got so many points that are, are, are close to him being banned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For losing his, his license. And he said, well, I, I can't risk taking any more mistakes, um, because I might be in a real championship contender car next year. And and I just wanted to be like, Gasly, let me stop you right there. I don't think that's going to happen, nor does anyone else. So please stop. What about the way that Alpine have performed this year gives him the impression that that's the case? I mean, Alpine have had a great year this year. Yeah, they have, but they're not championship contenders, are no. they? No, but even Gasly racing at his best, he's going to finish best of the rest next year. And also, Gasly could be in any car and he's not going to be a championship contender. Because you don't think he's good enough? No, he's not. He's not at the same level as somebody like George Lewis, Max, or Charles, is he? No, but he might get a Jensen Button and have like a one-off, you know, a one-off good year. Yeah, not the tire brand. But I just, if if you were to sum up Gasly season, what are the words that come to to mind for you? Nora Jones. Okay, just quite easy to ignore. <laughs> Like background music, you know? I, I like Nora Jones. Yeah, I know, but it's background music, isn't it? In, uh, oh my God, okay, I'm so excited about this. In eighth place, uh, <laughs> Haas F1 team. What are you going to do with all that? Haas. All that Haas. inside them. Ferrari. Kevin Magnussen. There are some inevitabilities in this life. Mm-hmm. The sun will always rise. Mm-hmm. The squirrels will scamper. Mm-hmm. The birds will sing. Yes. And somebody who has an absolutely incredible uplifting and joyous experience in qualifying or sprint race will crash out when it comes to the real race. <laughs> How many times, like I, I'm so annoyed that I didn't put a bet on Magnus into DNF. It was, I've never been so sure of anything in my entire life that he wouldn't finish the race. As soon as I saw him after qualies, which uh, qualies that had even less meaning than usual because it had no relation to where he would end up on the grid, which was eighth. Schumacher finishing last in qualies, and then them finishing, uh, them starting on the grid eighth and twelfth. Like they, 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 they sort of found themselves like there was some gravitational pull. Oh, well, and, like the universe brought them together to yeah, have a yeah, shit yeah, yeah. result. They were kind of trying to uh, correct, like the universe trying to correct. Yeah, itself. God wasn't watching for a few minutes. <laughs> And then he turned on for the grid walk and went, and oh went, my oh, God. God. wait, what the fuck have I done? Um, so I will talk about Magnuson because I feel like he's Oh my done, God. Well, he's done something. I was expecting you to just go, nope. No, but he, no, this is what I always wanted. Nope. He's done two things. Not only did he win the qualifying, but then he crashed out in the first lap. Okay. Hang on. He didn't win the qualifying. He went out first for qualifying in a session that was red flagged. Or a sprint race. Yeah, but he I didn't, actually didn't watch it live. He, and I it saw was, the headlines. I went, Magnuson wins qualifying. <gasps> and all the, quali- the the headlines were aghast at something that's incredible that happened. Did you go and it just to, started raining and they didn't change their tyres in time. Yeah. Did you go to, did you have sports day at your school? There was sports day at my school. Whether or not I had it is another question. So, you know, when all the athletes do uh, the 400 metres and, and, and then at the end of the day, all the shit kids get to do an egg and spoon race. Sure. Which I won and I got a ribbon that was the same as... The same as all the other kids. So it was like you were one of the athletes. I won the egg and spoon race. And then I got to stand in the line with all the winners. And then and then a couple of the kids were like, yeah, but it doesn't count, does it? Because you won the fucking egg and spoon race. I sprinted 1,500 meters. And I knew they were right. And all my pride it popped and I felt very sad. Yeah. That's what Magnuson's sprint race qualifying first really was, wasn't it? Yeah, but it when didn't Max feel went like he over, knew that he'd won the egg and spoon race, did it? Max, no. He, was, he treated it very much like a victory. Yeah. But when Max went over and went, congratulate, of course Max went over because he went, I'm going to overtake you so quickly tomorrow. And I'll be honest with you, I was surprised that 
huge, the, the most impressive thing that I saw of Magnussen this weekend is that Max didn't get him on the first corner. It took Max a second to overtake him. Magnussen started very well. Like his life, deba- he drove it very, very well. Yeah. It's just it's, after a little while, it turned out that the Haas is actually not as fast as many of the cars uh, behind it. No. So there was a, there was quite a humiliating procession of cars going, sorry, mate. I would have been quite embarrassed. Were I in one of the Ferraris? Do you reckon anyone did oh, that face? Do you reckon oh, anyone oh did an awkward face? Sorry. No, I think it was like trying not to look. Like seeing, seeing, I think it was like seeing a parent on the school run that you don't want to talk to. Just head down and going, okay, just don't say hello. Don't say hello. Oh God. Oh God. Okay. I'm past. And it was just so funny that he, I mean, I felt sorry for him, but also when I was over it because I was over it before it happened. I knew what was happening. When do you think Gunter wrote this down and went, that's good. I'll save that. When do you think he, when do you think he came up with the phrase, when, when the train shoop, you had to bring a spoon. I think that is probably some old sort of expression from the village where he's from. From whatever weird country he's from with that accent. Austria? He's good. He's a little. He don't really know the accent. He's not. He's Italian. He's and he has, He's not Italian. Yeah, he is good. Understand? He's Italian. Good. Yes, he is. He has an accent where you don't really know the country. He says things like "Velcro" in the better. What? Yeah, he's, he's Italian. Yeah. Gunter Steiner is not Italian. I mean, obviously he is Italian because people like your name, where your name is from, is not necessarily where you're from. Blah blah blah. But it uh, does feel like that is. Uh, Steiner holds Italian and American passports and lives in Mooresville, North Carolina with his wife Gertrude and his daughter Greta. He, he's, he's from South Tyrol, which is a German-speaking area of Italy. Yeah. Fuck me. You learn so much watching Formula One, don't you? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, seventh place, Aston Martin, 10th. Uh, oh, sorry. Where, where do you think Lance Stroll was going to finish? 12th. And where did he finish? Um, he finished 10th. 10th. So good uh, for Lance Stroll. He was happy with his point. And he, he said so in an interview afterwards. He, of course, I'm happy with the point. Uh, Lance Stroll, uh, today, uh, you know, we uh, wanted to go out and, uh, you know, give it a really uh, a good and uh, try and get in the points. And uh, last night uh, my uh, I was home and uh, I was going to bed and uh, my stepmother Alfred to uh, read me a uh, uh, bedtime uh, story. Uh, you know that uh, Jolly Postman. Uh, it's it's a uh, postman delivering uh, letters to all the uh, fairy tale uh, characters. And uh, I was a little tired, so I, I uh, said not tonight. And she she said, "Well, I'll read it to you while you have your uh, hot bath." And uh, I was in a hot bath, and uh, my, <laughs> my stepmother came in. I thought, "Oh, she's wearing a sarong." And, uh, and uh, she said, do you mind if I, I'll jump in and uh, it's better if I, I'm a little bit uh, chilly. And I uh, didn't want her to be cold. So she hopped in the, the bath uh, with me and uh, put bath salts. And she said, wait till they effervesce. And, but she dropped it uh, between my legs and I waited for the, and the bubbles uh, made me, uh, they felt a little funny. And uh, she opened up the the book, um, but uh, um, when she opened it up, it, uh, it blew apart the billows of her sarong. She and, got into the bath with her sarong on, wearing her sarong on the back. I could see uh, the undulating um, outline of, of her nipples and 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 and, and uh, 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 supple uh, breasts. And right, we've. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've had, to, we've had to leave. We've had to leave Lance there. Um, uh, he had a good race anyway, didn't he, Ted? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Um... A bit weird when he started talking about his stepmom's undulate and the, so so Ted so his stepmom got in the bath with her sarong on and it still billowed open despite the fact that it had been saturated by the water 
So it was heavy with it, it, it taken on water, but still below. It seems that is what Lance was saying. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting story. Um, physics wise, I'd be, I'd be interested to examine that a, a little bit more later, but we will have Lance coming to join us on the podium later. So uh, if, if anybody has any questions, <laughs> 10th and 11th, I mean, that's a, much better result than Aston Martin are used to. Um, Sebastian Vettel's penultimate race. Oh, it's sad. Before he retires to his bee farm. Yeah. And tries to save the world. In sixth place, Alfa Romeo, the greatest showman in 12th. And in ninth place, with a lovely little moustache, um, looking like an 80s uh, actor in a sort of action film that dies in the third act. It's time to smack it, but, but, but. Um, Bottas, yeah, I mean, that's a good result. He was very pleased that he got some points, wasn't he, Bottas? Yeah, he as was. As he watched George Russell win in his car. He looked fantastic as well. Yeah. He looked like he'd really... It's amazing what happens when these people kind of mellow out and the, and the, and the, the pressure of high stakes Formula One racing leaves them and they can finally just enjoy not only the race but they can enjoy themselves they don't they're not like uh, hampered by the enormity of the pressure of what it is to drive for you know Mercedes or Ferrari in uh, Vettel and um and 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 Kimmy's case uh they can just be themselves and they can they, they their personality blossoms I think outside these huge teams I can't wait to see what happens to these drivers like, um, you know, I, I wonder if maybe, I wonder if Lewis will ever take, I wonder if he'll go from Mercedes straight to retirement or whether he'll ever take a season. Like in a house. In a, in, yeah, in something like that. <laughs> and he'll just uh, grow his beard out and stop sort of plucking his eyebrows and he'll just be like, yeah, fuck it. I, 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 I don't know if I want to see that. I don't know if I want to see it either. It Actually, would be like I a, do. I want to really? see Really? Yeah, no, I want to see him. I want to see his, how he relaxes into his no. later years. No, but he will he will not stop till he gets an eighth championship and he will leave so quickly. The second he wins an eighth title, if he does, he'll pull up the visor and Toto will go, congratulations, Lewis. And before he can even, Lewis will go, I'm, I'm retired. I feel like the drama and the narrative, the tantalizing narrative of next season of Super Georgie Russell, the pride of Kings Lynn, uh, fighting Lewis for a world championship next season is what we all want to see. Yes. And what we all need to see. And what we simply must see. And what we simply must see. And I think we deserve a treat after this season because I loved this Brazilian Grand Prix. But it is notable by in the fact that it is an exception to the other races we've seen this season in that it has been a good race. Not that Max isn't a dildo. Fifth place, fast becoming my Hess. Uh, McLaren, just two DNFs. I just don't want to talk about McLaren anymore. I, do, I don't, I'm over, I'm over McLaren. Yeah, I completely, I think there's so much to be said, isn't there? They're stupid. Who the fuck puts orange and blue together? They deserve everything they're getting. Danny saying before the race, I just want, the goal is some points. Gonna go get some points. And like, he was so, some points and some yeah, fun. Yeah. And he had no points and no Jinx fun. Jinx padlock one, two, three, Danny. <laughs> yeah. Jinx padlock one, two, three. And <laughs> it was the collision of like jinxes. Yeah. Him and Magnussen their best ideas for the race colliding what, into one Really, another. whenever any driver is walking to their car and whichever uh, 50-year-old man in a, in, a, in a sharp business shirt with no tie stops them and says, what are you hoping for? Every driver should go, I'd like to crash on the first round. I'm going to crash in the first round. <laughs> yeah. I'd really like to have quite a shunt on the first lap that renders my car inoperable so I can't win. Me? I'm losing this race, I'll tell you that much for sure. <laughs> If, if drivers said Any that- Any plans for today? I'm going to have a stinker. An absolute yeah. stinker. I think I want to chunk it, actually. <laughs> I'd really like to chunk it into the wall on the first corner. Thank you very much. Um, Lando. Lando. How much, how much food poisoning can one boy get in a year? Is it- Does he have food poisoning? What's going on with Lando Norris? So many times this year, he's missed the thing because he's got a gammy tummy- or something or other. I feel like it's now gotten into the oh, like you got like 
fool me once, shame on me or whatever it is. Shame on you. Like food poisoning once. Oh, poor boy. Food poisoning seventh time. <laughs> you want to check what you're eating, mate. Like you're, someone's trying to kill you or you don't know. You don't go to cook chicken, don't you? You don't go to cook chicken. I can't figure out. Is it, is it? I want to think it's like a funny student situation where he doesn't know how to prepare food himself. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but he but doesn't he, cook his own meals. Uh, like oh yeah, have you have you never had like um, KFC tartar? Yeah, can I get that chicken breast medium rare, please? <laughs> you never had chicken sushi. Lana Norris finds fish icky. He's such a he's a fucking child. <laughs> yeah, he really is. I don't think it's food poisoning. I think there's something something childish going on, something petulant. Where he's refusing to, well, I'm just not going to go today. It's, it's probably something like he's yeah. like he he hasn't like he scratches his bum and then bites his nails. <laughs> like a little boy just spends all this time like scratching his arsehole and then like he's got he got biting eye. his nails. Yeah, he's he's definitely just like a gross little boy who stinks. The thing also, um, some someone told me this week that um, they were working with Lando Norris. Uh, they were filming him for something. And a fan came over and asked for an autograph and Lando Norris looked at them and went, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You got to have some balls to be 22 years old, getting 10 million. Fuck off. Fuck off. And and then the, the person filming was like, went, yeah, but maybe he'd had that all day. And I went, you know what? I think if you're being paid 50 million pounds a year, you just have to sign every autograph and take every photo. Sign every autograph. I get it. If he's in the waiting room at the doctor's to get his pink eye examined. Yeah. And the and the nurse comes over and goes, uh, Lando, firstly, you should probably, sorry, I just. Do you want some hand sanitizer? I just noticed that you've had your hands in your, in your pants for a good 60 seconds in the waiting room and you seem to be uncomfortably scratching your anus. But then I saw you immediately poke your eye and say to your mummy, look at me, mummy, look, I'm poking my eye. Oh, look at me. Look, I'm, I can make my I'm touching move. my eyeball and, and I'm not even blinking. And I, I noticed quite a lot of what looked like fecal matter underneath your untrimmed oh, for, for 22 sake. year old fingernail. Um, do you mind if I just have an autograph quickly? <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. Did he say fuck off? That's quite a, that's like a Logan uh, yeah, boy. I, I think he it. really landed on the K. Fuck off. Fourth place. Alpine, ma copine, from mon Jesus pour moi. Ocon eighth, Alonso fifth. Um, Alonso very brazenly saying, uh, "One more race, then it's over." Finally, which I, I like the placement of the word "finally." I know it was a language thing, but normally you'd go "One more race, then it's finally over." But Alonso chose to go "One more race, then it's over." He understands how to structure a joke, doesn't he? Yeah, you have exactly. the key information on yeah, the last word. Exactly. One more race and then it's over. Finally. That the, the, the finally is the twist, isn't it? It's the reveal. There's there's a story now that- Now you know how I feel about Esteban. There's the story that when Danny moved to McLaren after the first race, Alonso went up to Danny and went, so how bad's the car? And sort of went, welcome to McLaren and walked off. Sorry, what happened? There's a story that when Danny went to McLaren- Yeah. After the first race of the season, Alonso went up to him, up to Danny and went, how bad's the McLaren to drive? And then Danny gave his answer and Alonso just went, welcome to McLaren and walked off. Fuck. And I wonder what Alonso's going to do to mess with Ocon when he leaves. Like, I think what it would just be is a framed picture of Alonso having sex with Ocon's girlfriend. I, yeah, that is. Now, if I had to, if you had given me a guess about what you were going to say, <laughs> that is what I would have would guessed. Would it have been a framed photo? It would have been something to do with fucking his girlfriend. I, 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 think, it, <laughs> I think the framed photo was the biggest, like, changeable. Like, that, that was the biggest I think what if. What in might your... be more effective, and also in context of, like you say, structuring a joke, would be a FaceTime call the day after the season ends, where Alonso FaceTimes Ocon, and Alonso just goes, hey, mate, you know, one on one facing each other on the camera. He goes, great. You know, I know we had our differences, but all the best next year. And, you know, I just wanted to end it on a good note. And Ocon goes, oh, thanks very much. We'll have a good Christmas. And Alonso goes, yeah, you too. And it's, and then he just pans the camera back right before he hangs up and Ocon's girlfriend is sleeping next to him. That's what I think he I should think it do. Might be, it, but it might be slightly, so I think it will, in order to fuck with Ocon, Sorry. it's going to be, uh, he's going to ring up Esteban 
and uh, he's going to say, Hey, Esteban, uh, yeah, good luck for next year and everything. Listen, um, just uh, before we part company, you know, want to wish you the best of luck and everything. Um, I just think, I think I left my world championship trophy in your bed. Um, can I come and get it at some point? And Esteban's going to go, why is your world championship? I just take it everywhere with me. Right. I understand that. But why is it in my, it's not your business. Can I just come and get it, please? And that way, Esteban, who was it? Why was he there? What's what? That's what's going to fuck with him more. Esteban, like, just Fernando's too cool to go, look, I'm fucking your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just will leave a little. I think I left my world championship yeah, yeah, trophy yeah. in your bed. In your bed. And, you, and, he, and he'll never know. He he'll knows. Know. Yeah. He'll just never know. <laughs> he'll never know the exact reason. And he'll never ask anybody about it because he won't want to know. He'll just go, yeah, I'll just live. Like, I'll just ignore it <sighs> because it's easier to not and know. He, he still has to give him back the trophy as well, doesn't I he? I think actually, S- yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 yeah, Alonso, don't worry, I'll FedEx it to you. No, 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 I'll come get it. Yeah, yeah. And he'll have to pass it to him. Ugh, really that, good. That's good fucking. That's good <laughs> fucking with somebody. Um, third place. Oh, no, also, I'm sorry, when they, they were ordered yeah. not Don't fucking race each other, you little dick. It was so parental, wasn't it? Yeah. It reminded me of you um, when you were with your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donny, Donny, can you not hear me? Can you not hear me? Are you not? Why are you not listening? Can you hear me? Hello. Look at me. Look at me. A lot of a lot of team orders this race. A lot of team orders. What was really interesting is when you the difference between hearing the engineers and race strategists, whoever it is, the bonos of this world, mm-hmm. speaking to the drivers. The difference between them speaking to midfield drivers mm-hmm. and race leading drivers. Yeah. Like, um, Max, uh, what happened? Um, what, um, um, Max, Max, that wasn't, oh, Max, to do not fucking race. Do you understand me, little shits? Another contender for Song of the Race is No Surprises by Radiohead. Continuing. Um, in third place, Mercedes uh, with a with a one two, with um, a one two, with a gorgeous one two as well, wasn't it? I I really think if I could sum up uh, Mercedes's year, I would say I just think what a what a great way to come back from what was the most catastrophic beginning to a season I've seen in as in as long as I can remember in, in Formula One. Oh, and it, also the most exciting thing is it gives us something real to, that's what our, this season has been missing since, I don't know, like uh, May yeah. or something. This race has been missing something to cheer for. Yeah. Because everything's felt like a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And now Mercedes from the doldrums, from the depths of a bucket of shit have clambered out and now are essentially neck and neck with the, you know, early anointed world champions of the beginning of the season, Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Like the embarrassments and the, the the next big thing and now neck and neck and have joined each other in the middle. And it just goes to show what an amazing season Mercedes have had to pull themselves out of the depths of hell. And also the extraordinary fall from grace that Ferrari have had. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited about um, which, um, you know, uh, which religious autocracy are we in next week? Abu Dhabi. Yes, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Uh, yes. Don't be gay. Uh, don't be gay in Abu Dhabi. That's what the, that's the national anthem. <laughs> don't be gay in Abu Dhabi. Hey, do you like your hands? Well, we can cut them off. Um, hey, Formula One, how about you stop racing in shitty places? Um uh, speaking of shitty places, Ferrari, <laughs> uh, who are probably going to get cinched for the second place in the constructors next week. And second place in the drivers. Oh, Leclerc fourth, signs third. Um, I mean, I, I can't even be bothered to talk about the tyre situation in qualifying. I just, I, I thought what, the race, which, which race strategy it, do you reckon they were on? Uh, like pie. What go, yeah. <laughs> So what goes beyond, <laughs> what's the alphabet you said that they use? Uh, the the, the uh, Cyrillic alphabet. Yeah. So you have the normal alphabet, 
Then you have the Cyrillic alphabet. But what's beyond that? Yeah, pi. Let, what ratio do you want? Uh, 3.14267. I think it's beyond numbers. I think it smells now. I bet you somebody messages us and tells me that that wasn't pi, by the way. Some dweeb is going to message us and go, actually, pi is 3.1. I don't think those people listen to the show. I think I think that's exactly... They're definitely, we have a great listenership, but there will be somebody. You know that my heart is fast, Ferrari. Meet me in the way. Just the, that's the worst song of the year. <laughs> that's that's the worst song I've ever heard. Is that stupid Ferrari, which you hear in the background of Formula One races now? Yeah, it's a really clever move. For, I'm guessing the Italian or Swedish songwriter that wrote that song mm. and went, "You know, my heart beat fast, Ferrari. Do you still want me?" I'm digging oil now, Patronas. Uh, Josh has a very funny reel about that. You should go onto Josh Weller's Instagram and look at his funny reel about I it. Just, I enjoyed it. It's the perfect song to match Ferrari's year. It's yeah. Because it's a horrible song. They've had a horrible year. My favourite Ferrari moment of the race was Charles on the radio repeatedly at the end going, won't you please think of the drivers? Like, you know, that character from The Simpsons. Well, somebody please think of the children. <laughs> and and then, he was also it was Ferrari going, let's not listen as well. For the Simpsons. <laughs> Pleading. Well, please, will you think of the championship? Won't you please? Won't you please let me? You're eight seconds behind him, mate. <laughs> Give it a fucking rest. Okay. Carlos had had such a good race. Hmm. If they chimed in and gone, uh, can you swap this? Because I mean, there's not much in it between the two of you. This has been one of the great joys for me this year is watching Carlos Sainz um, go from Gar the Garfunkel to basically, I think, the better racer and driver this year. He had the foresight to know he could go into that team. And he did it at the beginning of the season. Like we were saying earlier, every driver should go, yeah, I think I'm going to crash today. He went in this year and went, yeah, I'm not really going to actually race very hard this year. I'm just going to try and be a good second driver. Mm. And he fucking flipped it. He flipped it. Flipped yeah, the second half, it'd be interesting to see the points tally from the second half. Because if you take away the first three races of the season, I know that's a kind of bullshit thing to say because you can't and that's mm -hmm. not how it works. Mm -hmm. But since the very strong start that Charles had and the very shit start that Carlos had yeah. like the DNF after DNF after DNF that Ch uh, Carlos had incredibly bad luck Charles winning race after race for the first three or four I think he won three out of four races or two out of three races whatever it was um like since then signs has been signs will have accumulated way more points than that because like Charles was like 40 50 points ahead and now he's yeah uh, you know but this is what Ferrari do. It's like when they break in a horse. They break, they break the spirit of the drivers till they, till they end up as an eco-warrior. <laughs> till they end up living in a Weetabix box. <laughs> That's what Ferrari do. You think Seb would be trying to save the world if he hadn't gone to Ferrari? I highly doubt yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He would be in a jacuzzi while do a little dance, make a little love plays, getting his toes licked by celebrities. Yeah, it's like the same way that like, um, the, all the, like, the, the, the Disney kids. Like... Uh, <laughs> They all go insane. They all go insane. <laughs> <laughs> they all have to kind of go to Disney kids support groups. And, you know, Amanda Bynes is like Seb Vettel. <laughs> Britney Spears is Kimmy. <laughs> That's really good. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I had a really good point to make there. Fuck. Uh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Um, well. Oh, I don't know. I got it. And finally, in uh, in. First, finally, in first place, um, I wanted to ask you about, have you seen um, Wakanda Forever yet, Alfie? Um, have I seen Wakanda Forever? There is this movie out, right? Disney Marvel Forever. movie called Wakanda Forever, right? And I'd never heard of it. And then this week, uh, Checo, Sergio Perez, um, or as I like to call, call him now, Sir Gio Perez. Uh, he, on his helmet, he <laughs> he, he said, oh, I'll advertise the movie yeah. on my helmet. And I, and it's a really good way to advertise um, films, the joy of the, the golden, the silver screen. You want to see it, don't you? Now? I want to see uh, uh, Wakanda forever because mm. I didn't want to see it. And then I saw it on a driver's helmet. Mm. We predicted that. We did. A, we did. A, we we said it on the show like a month ago. Yeah, we did. That by the end of the season, drivers would be advertising films on their helmets. Uh, 
Yeah. And here's the thing, right? It's Black Panther 2. When Lewis won last year, he and uh, the guy that plays Black Panther died. Lewis said Wakanda forever and he got out the car and he did the logo, mm-hmm. like the, the X. The logo. And, and he bent down and he did the black, I haven't seen it, but he mm-hmm. did the Black Panther sign, right? Mm-hmm. Not the Olympic Black Panther sign, the movie Black Panther sign, yeah. where it's an X with your- The Wakanda forever thing, yeah. yeah. And, um, and clearly, when they put the movie out this year, they went, hey, you know, Lewis Hamilton loves, why don't we ask him to put Black Panther on his helmet? Why wasn't really he doing that work. because his, the guy from the film had died? My guess is they went to Lewis first. Yeah. And Lewis went, oh, actually, I think that's a really shit idea. So then Disney had to go, well, I mean, who, who else would probably do it? And they, I, don't, I would love to know how many drivers said no before they got to Checo. I reckon only five. <laughs> that's still a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's and- not what I quite like the idea of is okay, you've got the big blockbusters on the top drivers. Like Vettel next week is going to have like some French art house film on his helmet. He's going to have like Triangle of Sadness. Where's on Anderson? There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what movie's uh, uh, Seb uh, advertising? Oh, it's uh, Das Weissband. It's a sort of a, a wartime triptych. Uh, it's devastating. It's truly devastating. It's coming. Just wait till the end of next season when they go, uh, congratulations, Lewis. That's your first win of the 2023 season. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'd also like to thank... Help, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, which is showing now on ITV. Brand new season. Yeah, right into the Spider-Verse with that win. I'd like to thank Manscaped. It's coming. They're going to be advertising ridiculous things on their helmets. Yeah. Um, And good for them. No, not good for them. Just to sum up the race, I'm going to... My actual song of the day, given that he has the championship and that his dad and Helmet Marco have either... I don't know quite how they've indoctrinated this insane chaos into his brain where he can't even give up sixth place to his driver. I'm going to go with um, the 90s hit by uh, New Zealand band OMC, How Bizarre. How Bizarre. Cruising down the Brazil Grand Prix in the hot, hot sun. Uh, My name's Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this was Dirty Air. And we'll see you all next week. Next week, we're at the Tommy Field in Kennington. It's sold out, so there's no need for me to plug it. If, if there are any returns, we will post them on our Twitter we'll and Instagram. So if you are dying to come to the sold out Dirty Air Live, uh, which is happening um, on Sunday, the 20th of November, we will be posting any returns on our social media at Very Dirty Air. If you have anything that you'd particularly like to hear from us in the off season, then do let us know. We're up for ideas. We've got a few ourselves, but we are open to suggestion, aren't we, Joshua? Uh, And he nodded, he nodded. And um, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week at the Tommy Field. Bye-bye. How bizarre. Every time I look around